0: welcome to voices from the street the radio ministry of the sacramento union gospel mission prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting hope and transformation here's your host director of the union gospel mission pastor tim lane well thank you guys for joining
1: us so much i really
0: do appreciate
1: it and as the old disc jockeys used to say We've got a blast from the past, and that's what I have in the studio with me today. I have a friend, a colleague, a man that worked with me for many years, and his name is Pastor Jim Hughes, and he worked for the mission about 37 years off and on, and not mostly off. He mostly was on, but he took the position as executive director of the Marysville Rescue Mission. So he was gone for a few years. And then when the rescue mission uh, in Marysville flooded, he came back to the mission and spent the next 25 or 30 years at the mission. So I worked with him for the last 16 years. He's retired now. He was in the mission today. I asked him if he would come and do the radio show with me while his his beautiful wife, Anne, is volunteering in the women's clothes closet because she has a heart for all that. As a matter of fact, many, many years ago, she actually ran the kitchen and did the cooking and directed people how to do the cooking. And now she's at home directing Jim as to what to do. (laughs) Now, and by the way, I have to tell you that, that, that we had a little glitch, so we had to start over. And, you know, if you don't appreciate the first three or four minutes of this show, the one we had to scrap was wonderful. <laughs> no, no. So, so, Jim, how did you wind up coming
2: originally to the mission? Well, uh, Ann and her cronies <laughs> were working at the mission in the clothing room. Mm -hmm. doing uh, women's clothes, sorting and all that. How long ago was that? Oh, (laughs) 37 years ago. There you go. (laughs) And uh, they got together and started praying about me coming to work at the mission. I had been working at the Army Depot over on Fruit Ridge Road in Sacramento. And they started praying that God would get me to come to work at the mission. Amen. (laughs) Well, we went on a trip to Boise, Idaho. We were up there in a conference for the Union Gospel Missions, all over the world, Mm -hmm. and one of the directors up there, uh, his wife came by our table, and she said, Jim, she said, when are you gonna come work at the rescue mission? And I said, well, as soon as I retire, I said, I'll have time to do that, and I'll be retiring in about 10 years or so. And she said, well, what are you going to do till then? I said, just keep on working. She said, well, what if the Lord comes? I said, then I'll go (laughs) home. Yeah, there you go. I I won't be here, right? She said, well, you you ought to be thinking about going to work at the mission. And I said, Well, no, that's that's not even in the picture right now. So later on, when we got back home from that conference, we were talking in the kitchen one day. And uh, Ann said, Were you serious about uh, what you said? And you know how men are. Yes. Uh <laughs> oh, oh. What did I say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and uh, she said, About coming to work at the mission. I said, Oh, yeah. I said, I. I told her that I'd probably come to work at the mission as soon as I retired. And she said, well, you need to probably go talk to the director. And I said, okay. Uh, She said, you may have to go to Bible college. I thought, oh. oh." I wasn't too up on that. (laughs) So uh, we just... (laughs) Didn't discuss it anymore. And she said, uh, why don't you go talk to the director and find out what you you need to have done?
1: Was that Ed Carnell at the time? No,
2: it was Jack Hewitt. Oh, Jack Hewitt. Yes, I've seen his name on papers. And so I come down, asked Jack, can we talk? So he went in his office and I said, uh, what would uh, it take for me to prepare myself you know, any prerequisites for coming to work at the mission? And he said, uh, I said, I don't don't really know of any. He (laughs) said, other than just take this job I have for you. And I said, what? (laughs) He said, you need to take this job I have for you. I said, job? He said, yeah. He said, my assistant director is going to Eureka to take over the mission. My program director is jumping in his spot, and you need to come and be the program director here. And I said, oh, wow. (laughs) I said, can I think about this? And he said, yeah, you better. (laughs) Yeah, you better, you (laughs) better pray hard about it. So what it came down to was I, I, I did the praying, my wife and her friends were praying, our church was praying, and finally I came down to the mission and said, Let's talk to the board. So we we talked to the board, and the board said, as soon as he walked in the room, we looked at his face. We knew that he was going to be working at the mission. But Jim Jim Hughes
1: is not a very tall man. We used to lovingly refer to him as Pastor Huge. (laughs) But uh, you can be fooled by packages that aren't too tall. Or too big, right? <laughs> yeah. So when Jim Hughes was program director, let me tell you something. He kept the guys in line, and you know he didn't have to. He didn't have to go out there and and start screaming and yelling. They all respected Jim, and I respect Jim. But uh, even when I got there, the guys would listen to what he said and they do what what he told them to do. But I, I got to tell you, and and he's probably. I don't, he's told this story so many times and I love it way before I was director there. He it was just he and I think the the director of the mission, right? You were down to not too many staff members. And uh there's there's two really quick stories I'd love you to tell but the first one is they used to have this program called Unshackled And for those of you that are old enough, or I don't know if Unshackled runs anywhere, but it was Unshackled from addiction, Unshackled from sin. And so they would have these stories. And I guess what they had done is they had put all the the missions, and we're not affiliated with other missions, but they called and we all got on board. I wasn't there at the time. This is 30 years ago. And so they they were going to refer to different places, people who might call in needing advice or help or suicide line. And so my friend Jim here didn't know about it. And he was on duty that night. And Jim, what happened?
2: Well, I got a call. And it was from the uh, a man who was in a motel down on Stockton Boulevard. <laughs> and he said, I said, what What can I do to help you? He said, uh, I'm going to commit suicide. I said, you are? He said, yeah. I said, well, uh, I think I need to talk to you a little bit. And I tried to explain to him, you know, God frowns on people taking their own life. Only, only he has the right to take lives. And uh, I said, he's not going to be very pleased with you when you... Go up and stand before him he said uh oh well what can i do and so i told him hey why did you call me And he said well i wanted some help i said okay so i'm gonna help you in the gospel of john in the bible there's a bible in the little desk beside your bed there at a motel you can open it up. There's a Gideon Bible inside, and you need to turn to the Gospel of John and start reading. And he said, okay. That was it. Uh, we said, both hung up. About a week later, I got a call, and it was... Vicki was the director or the receptionist receptionist at that time. She said, There's a call for you on line one. So I got on the phone and I said, Hello. And he said, This is the guy that called you the other night. I said, Oh, uh, what happened? He said, I got saved. He said, "I, I believe in Jesus Christ and that he died for me. That my sins are forgiven. He said, and I'm on my way to heaven. I, he said, I'm going back home, get together with my wife and kids, he says, and live for Christ. And I said, Well, praise God. And that was uh, the gist of it all. But the funny thing was when he first called, I want to commit suicide. Well, what'd you call me for?
1: Yeah. And you know what? That's the part I love, <laughs> that that here's this guy, because Jim didn't know yeah. he was on a suicide hotline thing. No. So when the guy says, oh, I want to commit suicide, I said, well, okay, well, what do you want me to do about it? Why, <laughs> yeah. call me? And so I, I think the other part I like is when the director at the time, when Jim told him, he said, you said what to him? <laughs> yeah. But you see, God uses us. Sometimes we don't have exactly the right words Words. to say. Sometimes he gives them to us as we're moving along, no matter how shocked we are at something that's happening. And you know what? I've often thought, after you told that story, that anybody else might have been trying to be so professional or so sympathetic, they might have lost him right there. But Jim gave it to him stark. Gave it to him the matter of fact things. Didn't you tell me the guy was surprised because he didn't know there'd be a Bible in the in the. (laughs) (laughs) You know, God bless the Gideons. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Uh, so it's just one of those things that. We can't we never can tell when God is gonna use us for something, can we, Jim? No, you never know. So over the course of the years you've had a lot of things happen to you, a lot of Mm -hmm. things that
2: life threatened. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Guy pulled a gun on me
1: once a knife. (laughs) All kinds of things. Didn't a guy slug you in the back? Yeah, well, right in the jaw. Yeah. Came around the side and and hit you. uh,
2: I ran inside to get the a baseball bat. (laughs) because <laughs> yeah. I was going to go back there and beat him up. Yeah. And then as, as I was walking out, it, it was like that bat peek in my hot poker. Yeah. I dropped it from my hands, and I said, that is my, not what Jesus would want you to do.
1: That is not what Jesus would want you to do. And, you know, before you think to yourself, well, well why would a guy do that? Because people are human beings, That's... and God grows us. There's a path of sanctification. Mm-hmm. And we start off, and when we start off with God, we're rough. We, you know, our guys many times come off the streets. Yeah. But you know, even if you came out of uh, you came out of an executive position somewhere, and you're used to doing things your way, and you've got a little bit of a hot temper, guess what, brother? Uh, you're rough too. Yeah. And God has to shave those edges off us and make us uh, pliable to do His will. Does He mm, not? That's true. And so you also told me one time there was just you and the the director. I think they called them superintendents at the time, yeah, right? Yeah, at time. And uh, they didn't have a lot of staff. It was just you two, I guess, down to that. At, and you yeah. came upstairs, and what was going on up in the
2: dorm? I was having a party. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and what did that look like?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, they had booze and everything else up there. <laughs> yeah. So, and, So go ahead. Well, he— he, the director, said, Everybody, everybody out. So out he threw the, everybody, he threw off everybody off the program. out of the program. And then he said, uh, I said, Well, who's going to do the work? And he said, Me and you. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, 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 you, you're stuck with, oh, uh-huh. I have to do this now? Yeah. But we did it. Uh, and we just got some. Program people come back in, started right back up again.
1: Well, and sometimes that's what has to yep. has to happen. Yeah, you have
2: to clean the house.
1: Uh, you know, I would also uh, like you to pray for one of my staff members, Bobby. Yes. His son is a Marine and being deployed to Afghanistan. I don't want to use any other names uh, because it's a rough place. But if you pray for this young marine and for his father, who who really needs our prayers, I would so much appreciate that. But getting back to my friend uh, Jim Hughes over here, <laughs> even when I was there, there had been a lot of incidents that happened. Oh, yeah. But Jim, let me ask you a question. Obviously, times change, and and we are we are never going to bend or capitulate to the world. Yeah. We can't do that. We're devoted to Jesus Christ. It's the same God today, tomorrow, and forever. forever. And so those people that stood for the cause of Christ from the very beginning at the mission, our, our mission has not changed in that regard. Mm-hmm. And so we look around us and we see how the world has changed and how different it is from it when you started. But are the men really any different i mean they still hurt they still yes, yes. drink they still drug so have you i have you seen any differences and have you seen any similarities over the years to the men coming on the program no they're all
2: they're all basically the same they're without christ yeah so they're going to be doing whatever mhm and uh, as you progress with them, and they progress in
1: there. In their sanctification. In their sanctification.
2: You see the changes that come about. Yep. Some are slow. Mm -hmm. Some are fast. Uh, It's never the same. Everybody's different. But they're always good when they finish. Yeah, God's still working
1: on me. Yep.
2: Never, Never
1: changes. You know, uh, I have I have been with men who were broken and I've been with men who were filled with pride you know and I can tell you on the program it's those guys that you start to see humility coming to mm-hmm. are usually the ones that that make it through to the end are they not Yeah
2: We've had bank presidents every ki- every kind you can think of Every job category. That's true. Yeah. And you see the changes that come in each one of their lives. Yeah. Never, never gets tiring. No. And you know
1: what? That's no exaggeration either. Mm. Before I was there, I know that there was a guy who used to own a car dealership that came on the program. Mm. And while I've been there, there's been a guy that was a pretty successful insurance broker, got into doing stuff and uh, came on the program, went through and actually went back and is now a pretty successful insurance broker again. So we have a tendency, people that don't know the mission or don't understand homelessness, that to think that, oh, there were always people that you know they didn't have a good home life or they <laughs> were out on the street that, but that's not true we have guys that that were successful in business successful in the military successful on that that plane of finances but not in spirituality and we i've been told that we've even had a couple of guys who had said they were pastors at one time yes and I think there was one on the program when I've been there that said he had pastored a church and I don't remember where, but, and yeah, I don't know if that's the truth or not, but you know, uh, we've had huge successes at times and I don't mean successes like, Oh, this guy is now making a million dollars a year. I mean, is back with his family back doing what he should do and Different because he's walking with Christ now, right? Yeah, and you've seen him over the years, oh, Jimmy. Yes. You know, I mean, look at look at Ron Smith. Yeah, Ron Smith. Uh, he, I've talked about him before. He came through the program. Mm-hmm. He stumbled. He was going to Bible College. He stumbled, and I brought him back to the mission. I locked him down for thirty days, mm. only to go back to college. You know, and then back to the mission. He went through, he got his bachelor's degree, then he got his master's degree. And my understanding is that he either does or was about to get his PhD, and I know he wrote a book. Mm-hmm. And he's been on our show before. That's what I would call a success. Yeah, success. And what was even more of a success, this is a guy that when I first met him, he, he really looked tore up he looked 55 years old oh, yeah. and he wasn't after 9 months on the program he looked 35 he has that kind of denzel washington look yeah. he doesn't really look like him exactly but he's that you know clean cut good looking guy you know mm-hmm. and his lovely wife Cheryl. and i was privileged enough to be able to be in their remarriage uh, uh, as a groomsman uh, Neither one of them had been remarried or with anybody else. And so, you know, they got married again and there were his two sons, fine kids. It was just, it's just wonderful to see how God works. (laughs) Yes. And Ron had been successful before then too. Yeah. But he he was so successful that he started with the rich man's drug doing cocaine Cocaine. and stuff. Well, he's he's a whole different story now. So, but he's not the only one. Oh no, there's
2: hundreds and hundreds of them.
1: Yeah, and and we don't get all of them. I yeah. mean, so many of them fall off the the proverbial wagon, and they don't really fall off; they jump. Yeah. But the bottom line comes down to: what makes it worthwhile? Is it one, ten, a hundred, a 1, thousand? Is there a number that you can place on the, on what success looks like when people walk from hell into the arms of Christ? And I don't think that you can. Uh, we will always be preaching the gospel. They would have to physically stop us yeah. because we're not gonna, we're not going to back up, we're not going to back down because I am not ashamed of the gospel. That's right. Right? We have that quote from Romans on the back of a T-shirt that we have, and um, it has the Union Gospel logo on the front. Uh Our shirts, I've always worn a shirt and tie four days a week, but I started wearing our our pullover shirts because our new logo stands out with that cross. It says, Jesus saves the pathway through Sacramento. You know, through the mission yes. to Jesus Christ. Amen. And you know what? The first time I've noticed, I walked into a gas station. I needed to get a receipt because I couldn't get it out on the pump. And the guy visibly looked at my logo and treated me really badly. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I said, I I just need to get the receipt from out there. and Yeah. Uh, took it, he ripped it up and handed it to me. I said, well, thank you. And he turned his back on me, (laughs) you know? So I thought, okay, well, that's not exactly the persecution they face around the world, but it tells you how people are looking at the church these days. Oh yeah. We only have a minute, Jimmy. Got anything you'd like to say to the folks out there? God saves. Amen. He does save. (laughs) God saves. You know, uh, Remember you are saved by grace through faith and this not of yourself it is a work of god lest any man should boast and so i didn't do anything fantastic to get saved i don't think jimmy did either no. but you know god in as we were enemies the bible says isn't that amazing yeah. when you were yet enemies yeah, yeah. of god he chose to save us his son sacrificed to his life, that we could have life eternal. So as always, my dearest friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand.
0: You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched, And you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to ugmsac.com, ugmsac.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.